And it's much more deep than just passion, it's love. And I knew I had this love for, for cities and, and regions and development. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I'm Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content, husband of Brooke, and father of five young people. And I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, who happens to be my wife as well. Hey, guys, I'm Brooke, owner of Reclaim the Home, Justin's wife and mother of five. We're so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. So, hey, gang, we're super fortunate to have today's guest on the show. We're joined by Tim Cowden. And for those of you in KC, you know exactly who he is, the president and CEO of the Kansas City Area Development Council. He is a boomer sooner, grew up in Oklahoma. Um, yeah, and now he is, I would affectionately refer to him as the chief storyteller of Kansas City. So we're really glad to have you on the show today, Tim. Thanks for being with us. Justin, man. thanks, man. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, of course. So uh, for those who don't live in KC and don't know you, and even those that, that, that are in KC and, and know you, um, maybe we don't know the full story. So who is Tim Cowden? Like, give us a quick intro of um, where you grew up who you are, what you're up to today, and, and uh, set the stage for us a little bit. Well, I'm a, I'm a really fortunate guy, Justin, because I truly am the luckiest person in Kansas City because I get to get up every day and go out and market, brand, and sell this amazing place to the world. So I've got the best job in, in KC, even better than your job. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt you, man. I could not do your job. You, you look the part always. Um, you, are, you are one of the most amazing connectors I think I've ever been around. Well, so. I, I appreciate that. Coming from you, man, like you're at the very top of that list in terms of connectors. So thank you. That's a high praise. Oh, I appreciate that. So tell us, um, tell us where you grew up. I grew up down in Oklahoma, I, uh, in Oklahoma City. Nice. My dad's an entrepreneur. What he do, or what does he do? Gasoline business. Okay. So convenience stores. Yeah. So back in the day, my first couple of jobs were around a convenience store, wow. operating a convenience store, mowing grass, painting curbs, hauling oil. It was all cool. That's awesome. And uh, so yeah, I started working. I mean, I've had this work stuff in my blood for a long time, but um, I started working. I think my first job was at twelve or thirteen. Awesome. Um, on the uh, business end of a broom. And uh, <laughs> sweeping out warehouses. And uh, I, you know, I, back then I looked at it, I go, man, you know, all my buddies are off doing this mm. and that. And I'm here, you know, hooked up to a broom. But it learned, it, it taught me a lot about, uh, about work ethic and, and all of that. That's awesome. So grew up in Oklahoma. And then you went, if I, if I read your LinkedIn profile correctly and know enough about your Boomer Sooner um, phrasing, uh, you went to Oklahoma, right? What'd I you did. What did you study? I was a uh, journalism uh, major. So, Storyteller, uh, love I, it. Yeah, that, that was it. So journalism, marketing, I love history. Yeah. So I got into that in, uh, in college. Uh, loved it you know, for the best years of my life. Anybody that's fortunate enough to go to college, Absolutely. you know, I would agree with that. Yep. A uh, lot of friends still in Oklahoma, family, the whole bit. So That's awesome. Um, I, I read, or maybe I heard, I, I listened to you on, a, on another show, uh, being interviewed on another podcast, and uh, it was interesting that you made a comment, so, and I'll, I'll butcher the exact phrase, but you, you made a comment that kind of this economic development side of you has always been in there. That you were like, even as a kid, like looking at maps and studying cities and looking at like um, architecture. Like, what, what? tell me about that. If you know about that, man, I'm really overexposed. <laughs> uh, did some digging, man. <laughs> you did. That's some good research. Yeah, you know, I was, uh, some might uh, call me a pretty weird kid. But I've always loved and been fascinated with cities and geography. Mm. So um, I think I, I really did uh, uh, weird my, my parents out because I think it was first or second grade. I was writing letters to governors all across the country and Whoa. ended up in their economic development offices asking for information on the state or the cities. And, uh, they would welcome you into their office? They, they, like well, they would just send me all this send you info stuff, awesome. you know, and I still Love have it. some of it in a file back at, at the house. So if anybody ever calls BS on me, I can go <laughs> and say, yeah, I really did this. You know, this is from 1971. That's amazing. Uh, so I always love cities, love, you know, what I'm doing today. And I always felt like, hey, if I could figure out how to 
create a career, pursue a career, monetize this. It's exactly what I want to do. And um, I got lucky because when I was in college, I was able to get an internship at the Norman Chamber or EDC. Okay. And uh, that started me on my path. And then I went down to Texas right after I graduated from college in the Wichita in the Falls, right? Wichita Falls. Yeah. And I, I learned a lot there. It was a great place, great people, still a, a lot of friends. Mm. But I learned about failure. Mm. I mean, because that was a tough time mm. to be in West Texas. Anybody that looked back in the economic history of, of our country, you know, you had the, the oil price collapse in the in the 80s in Wichita Falls, right in the middle of the, the oil patch and the, the farm and ranch crisis at that time. And the SNL uh, issues and all of that. And I was right in the middle of it. And I was a 25, 26 year old kid thinking, you know, when you come out of college, you think that everything is just going to be gravy. You know, everything's good. Everything, (laughs) right. It's going to be straight up. Everything's going to be about success. And I I learned that, you know, pretty early, not really any fault of mine, but just being in a position and not with, without any real experience and seeing things not going like you want. So I, I faced some failure and I went back to work, something that I knew, which was the family business. And I did it at the time, I thought for the right reasons, but because that was in a sense my birthright, you know, I grew up in that. My yeah. dad, you know, I was the oldest, you know, boy and, and hey, this is something that you can We're do. We're grooming you to do this. We're thing. grooming this, you know, from yeah. the time I was 12 years old and I, and I liked it, but it wasn't my passion and it mm-hmm. wasn't my calling. And I went back into that and worked for a couple of years with my dad. I remember just like it were yesterday, I went in and, and talked to my dad and I said, man, I said, dad, this is just not working out. I'm just not there. I think I've got to go do something else. And you know, without any hesitation, he said, I agree with you hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. He said, there's the door. So I, I, it vaulted me, you know, into, I, I had a, uh, about a two and a half, three year period at Dillard's department store. People say, you worked at Dillard's? And I said, yeah. yeah. I went in and I was an operations manager. And at that time, the department store industry, retail was yeah, growing. Like, like corporate side or in a In a mall. I was it. like right love next it. to the Chick-fil-A, man. I still I love, love Chick-fil-A. Oh, so yeah, I, I saw Gary this morning with his Chick-fil-A cup. <laughs> so um, I went to work at a Dillard's and they hired me off the street because of my retail experience and, and this, that, and the other. And they put me in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. And I tell you, that was my bootstrap MBA. Huh. Because if you're, you're running something like a big department store, and again, this is 1992. So this was the, the zenith of, of retail, you know, established retail. Sure. Dillard's was growing. They were expanding into Florida and out west. And they needed bodies. Mm-hmm. They needed people to come in and, and, and staff and manage yep. and lead their, their, uh, their stores. And I did that as an operations manager. And I learned a lot about uh, managing and I think leading people Mm. um, about sales because there's nothing more real in sales than having somebody sit across or stand across a counter from you and you have to sell that product or defend the product or somebody brings something back to you and they're unhappy. Mm. So I learned a lot there. And so I was in Bartlesville for about four months Mm. and, um, they had, they had to move me. They promoted me. I got nice. a promotion, so I went to a pretty big store in Oklahoma City. Okay. And uh, at that time, uh, my wife and I had a little girl who's now 27, married, and we're going to awesome. be grandparents. And she's in Oklahoma of all places. Yes, Sarah and, and Mike, they're awesome. Uh, and then my, um, my young guy, Joe, was just born in, in 1994. So all of this was happening. Dillard's was moving me around the state of Oklahoma. And I was, hey, I was being, having success. Yeah, and, yeah. and I knew, though, that I was at a, at a crossroads mm-hmm. in my career, in my life. I was, I think, 28 years old, 29 years old. I got started really young, yeah. right out of college, yeah. 22. And uh, I knew that if I had to, I had to make a decision whether or not I wanted to stay with this mm-hmm. or I had to get out then. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I was going to be in the Army with Dillard's. I was going to be there and they were going to move me around. I was going to get my own store. Yep. But I knew that's really what I didn't want to do with my life. And I had an opportunity through an old mentor of mine who, I, who hired me right out of school in Texas. He had bounced around a little bit, bigger jobs, bigger jobs. He was CEO of a uh, state group, privatized group out in Utah. And uh, he had tried to get me back into the business about a year and a half earlier and I turned him down. But I called him 
and uh, hat in hand. And I, I said, Hey, Mike, I would, I'd love to get back into this business if I, if I could, if you hear of anything, he said, well, I don't have anything right now, but I'll keep it in mind. Mm. And literally Justin, a mm. couple of months later, he called and he said, I've got a job. Uh, it's a recruiter position. Um, it doesn't pay all that much. And I said, sold. I'm in. in. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I basically went outside unseen. I interviewed. And I'd never been to Utah before. Had no connection to, to the state. I took less money. And I was I'd say it, I was only making about 30 grand. At, at Dillard's, I took less awesome. and, uh, and moved myself, yeah. uh, and with young my family, young family, my wife, when I came and, and told her, Hey, I, you know, we're Oklahomans. And I said, I want to move to Salt Lake and never mm-hmm. been there. And I give, I give her a lot of credit because she could have said, Hey, you know, hit you're the bricks guy, crazy. you know, you're, you're you yeah. know, this is it for us. But she said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then for her to have to defend that to her family, who is going to now see their grandbabies leave and you know my dad my mom but we we did it i believed in it Mm. and uh, i learned learned a lot so we Mm. went to to salt lake had a lot of success there and i I still almost i look at utah as my first love in a sense you know your first you know first girlfriend you look back and go and in utah really positioned me for everything that i have today in kansas city and and then I had a chance to, to meet Bob Marcus and, and uh, Steve Johnson, Mark Meany, who still is mm. working with KCDC or CMO. Mm. And um, they came out and did a little peer-to-peer with, uh, with us. And one thing led to another. About a year later, a good friend of mine now, Jeff Berger, left KCADC and went to work for the Speedway. Yep. Uh, ISC ran the Kansas Speedway for a number of years. But that slot opened up, and Steve and Bob – and Martin remembered, hey, there's this guy in Utah, and he's from this part of the world. Awesome. They approached me, and here I am. That's awesome. And so it, I've been very, very fortunate. I know that. Very lucky. Well, I, I think that's, yeah, that's that's my story, too. Like, super fortunate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I jotted some notes here as we were chatting, and, and I think it's, um, it, it may be just because it connected so deeply with, with my own story, is that there are, there are moments like you, you, it resonated when you said like you left college and you thought it was kind of this, you know, this, this, uh, escalator up as fast as possible Absolutely. to success. Like, why wouldn't you? Right. Right. Um, but man, like we had to, we left KC for a job in Florida that ended up not going great. But, but we look at that period of time as like, same story, like young kids, we left, we kind of unplugged, but we look back on, and it was a short time. It was 15 months. It was barely over a year. And we look back on that that little stretch of time as like, dude, we did it. Like we went for it. Right. It didn't go great, but like in that moment, we had each other, and we had kind of this like groundedness of, hey, we're in this together, and we the the benefit, and we're back now. So the benefits of our yeah. families and our friends and our connections and our community is is tremendous. But in that season, I I, I just really love that you guys were like, yeah, your wife said, cool. Wait, hold on. Let me let me make sure I get this right. Less money, different state. We don't know anybody. Yeah, I'm in. Sounds right. good. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a, what a gal, man. She, she's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I would not have what I have mm. but for her saying yes. Mm. Or my life would be very, very different. Not to say it wouldn't be good. It would just be different. Mm. And I always knew, I think everyone has this inside them, what they really want to do with mm. their career, with their life, uh, what their passion is. And it's much more deep than just passion. It's love. And I knew I had this love for, for cities and, and regions and, and development, and I, I love people. And, but I didn't know how to necessarily do it other than just, this is going to be really corny, man, just follow <laughs> your heart. Yeah. And when you're young like that, you can. I don't, I don't know if had I waited five years, would I have done that? Probably not. Um, my life would be different. Again, who knows? You know, I'm, I'm hope, hopeful that I would be successful, but I'm living, you know, you hear this, this phrase all the time. I'm living my best life as it relates to career. You know, my, my wife is, is doing great. Uh, my kids are, are awesome. We've had you know two more kids, not up to your numbers, you know, <laughs> but I've got four and, uh, you still know, a small club, man. <laughs> anything over three is a small club. And so that's, uh, you know, that's it. You know, we're just, uh, moving along and, and enjoying and, 
day by day. That's so good. So you came to KC not as the CEO. So no. what was what was the what was kind of the progression? Um, and 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 maybe even more specifically, like when you came to KC, what did Kansas, what was the vibe in Kansas City then? Yeah. And uh, and kind of tell that story. That's a great question because I had um, you know we're in Liberty now, which is kind of interesting for for me because I've got a link back in uh, uh, my on my mom's side uh huh. my grandfather uh his family was from liberty really the bell family yeah so back in the um in the late 70s early mm. 80s i would visit kansas city and actually visit liberty interesting uh for a couple of summers the first concert i ever attended was at kemper arena the doobie brothers boom in <laughs> 1980 man that's awesome <laughs> so uh that was that was a that was a fun trip but um you know Coming to Kansas City, I didn't have a lot of connection to it other than just a couple of trips. I knew it was a really cool place. Kansas City has always had a great reputation, particularly in the in the Midwest. Growing up in Oklahoma, it was hey, we're going to go to Dallas or we'll go to Kansas City. Um, go to whatever, so right, or whatever, yeah, yeah, all of that. So uh, I had a, a really good impression mm-hmm. of Kansas City. But I didn't know really anything about it, and I didn't know anyone here. And got here. Um, I remember the first day or two that I drove into our office, which was at nine eleven Main downtown, obviously. Huh. And this was in nineteen ninety eight. And that's when you came ninety eight. Okay, nineteen ninety eight. So contrast Kansas City. If you you know think back nineteen ninety eight, particularly downtown. I came from Salt Lake downtown the center of, of salt lake is is vibrant in large part because the the mormon church is yeah. headquartered there yeah. so there's a lot of vibrancy a lot of people in and out coming to kansas city then i drove into the office the first or second day and there was just nothing going on i go wow this is a ghost town it, it's really yeah. different yeah uh so we're gonna have to adjust you know my mindset mm. as to you know what we do because you know i'm thinking when i have clients in what do I show them? How do I present it? You know, yeah. and it's not yeah. that it was, you know, because there's always been really nice parts of, of Kansas City of downtown. There just wasn't that vibrancy. Nobody was out on the streets. The haunted houses. I, I talked to my friend Kevin Collison in you know, the city saying we used to, you know, joke about the, the haunted houses in downtown, you know, yeah. right on Grand. Totally. And um, so getting in um, the first year, I, re- I recall, was pretty, was tough because I didn't have you know, really a network here. I didn't know anybody. They, I didn't really know the community. I remember before my wife and kids moved here from Utah. So I was here about three months before they moved every night after work. What I would do is I would just drive around. I'd take a a different quadrant of the, of the region and I would just drive. And I just, because again, so when somebody would say, Hey, you know, what's going on in, in Raymore? I'd be able to answer. Yeah, I've been to, to Raymore and, you know, and talk about peculiar and I, you know, and, and all those, those things. And that's what you, that's what anybody has to do. It's no different from anybody taking a new job, mm-hmm. but my, my product is this amazing place. Mm-hmm. And you don't learn about the amazing places by just books or, you know, internet, you got to get out and you got to, you got to feel it. You got to taste it. You got to listen to it. And, um, and I still rely on, on that. I remember now, you know, sitting here with you in, in Liberty, uh, it was in the summer and how hot it was driving around, you know, the square here and the connection with Liberty and Utah, you know, Absolutely. the LDS yeah. church and, you know, and all, all of that. So there's some really interesting, uh, connections just in my career path, the places I've been in, in Utah mm-hmm. now here and some of the things that are you know, overlay each other, which is kind of cool. Super cool. Yeah. yeah, man. I love it. And, and, um, you know, I grew up here in the Northland of KC, um, Kansas city North. And in, in 1998, I was a junior in high school. And I remember my parents being like, Hey, yeah, you don't go downtown. Like when you have your license, don't go downtown. You go to the Plaza, you go to Overland park, you can go to Lee summit you can go wherever, um, pop over to, you know, Ferry Road, would <laughs> be crazy and go to right. Metro North Mall, right? Whatever, um, but but nobody went downtown, and and my dad worked downtown, and so it, but it was it was more of this. I, I loved how your 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 word, your, the vibrancy, 
the energy wasn't there. They just yeah, it was it was lacking in energy. Now, so what happened? Oh yeah, good. Well, you know, again, my organization, what I do when I talk about Kansas City, it's not just downtown. Mm-hmm. Or it's not just Liberty. It's everything. It's eighteen counties in both states. And what I think I'm going to interrupt you. What I yeah. think is interesting is you don't even in the in the the way I've heard you talk about Kansas City, you don't even really talk about it as a city. You talk about it as a region. That's, and that's exactly right. Why? And that is, it's because that's where we live. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I know you live in Johnson County, right? We're, we're here. You're here yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, but you did. Yeah, yeah. Right? Your office is here. Mm-hmm. You're all over this region all the time. You don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you run downtown. You go out for meetings in OP or in Lee Summit. Mm-hmm. That is... Our, that's our city. Our city is our region. Our city is two states and multiple counties and 50-plus communities. I live in OP. My office is at Union Station. We're here on the Liberty Square. I'm going to have a lunch in Shawnee today. It's just your day. Yeah. It's, it's the day. And when I'm out speaking to different groups and I talk about their day, I say, you know, think about what you do every day. You know, when you leave wherever it is that you live and where you go and people moving back and forth, what's unique about our region is, and there are a lot of multi-tri-state regions in the country, but oftentimes there, there's a big natural barrier, like a river in between. So like in you Memphis, to, you get like the river. Memphis, you know, yeah. in Memphis, you even think about, okay, there's three states there. Totally. You know, Mississippi, Tennessee, Arkansas. and Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. But they're all very different. You know when you're in Tennessee – and you know when you're in Arkansas because you cross that big river, you you're yep. in Mississippi. Yep. And here, it's yeah, street. It's certainly it's it's a street, right? And uh, and the river, yeah, the river does act as a boundary between Kansas and Missouri north, but that's not the most populated Operated, or yep. dense area of our region. Yep. And you know, the river basically is the boundary between the Northland and in Kansas City, Missouri, in the same city, totally. right? So knowing that people understand where the lines are, but you forget about the lines. And the most important thing that we try to remember at the Area Development Council is that our customers, and these are individuals, CEOs, talent from outside the market, they don't know where the lines are. We have a very confusing product. Two states, two Kansas cities. I mean, Justin, how many times has this happened to you? And I know you have clients in and out of here and you travel all the time. And people say, okay, Thousand. I land at the airport. Am I in Missouri or am I in Kansas? Yeah, all the time. And then you you throw at them that there are two Kansas cities. And okay, am I? And it, it just kind of just freaks them out. Yeah, totally. So you got to bring them in and and explain that it is one region, and the people who are here are, you know, we're we're Kansas Cityans. Mm-hmm. Now I, I live in Overland Park, and people are proud of Lenexa or Lee Summit. I mean, Liberty. Yeah. But when we leave here, it's KC. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I'm sure this has happened to you too. I love, I love Kansas. You know, I live in Kansas. Yeah. Um, but Kansas City, our region, is very different. Uh, the the way it feels, the vibe from a lot of the rest of Kansas. Mm-hmm. And when you're traveling, oftentimes, or when I am, and I'm on either coast, and somebody says, "Where are you from?" I say, "I'm from Kansas City." Within a couple of of sentences, they're saying, well, you're from Kansas. Yeah. I said, yeah. well, yeah, well, that's part of it, but it's KC. <laughs> and that's what's really important about what we've done with this this regional brand. And our, our folks have been real intentional about using those letters or those initials K and C yeah. because there's only a few regions or cities in the country mm-hmm. that are identifiable by two letters, mm-hmm. NY, SF, LA, KC, DC. And you're when right. you, as, when you thing, as you say that, I'm going through my mind. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Right. So when you when you say, hey, I'm from KC, that means all of it, and it is a region, and that's what our the companies that are evaluating us, Justin, they're not focused on downtown or Lee Summit or or Parkville initially. They're looking at the region, mm. and then because they know that people are going to be moving back and forth and products yep. and services, and so that's. That's our product, and that's the beauty, I think, and the genius of the leaders who created KCADC 43 years ago, um, H&R Block and Hallmark. They're founding Interesting. corporate partners. I didn't know that. They, they looked at this, and they said, you know, we do have a confusing 
product and we've got to make it easier for somebody to select KC because there are a lot of great places in the country. I know you travel all over the, the country and the world. You know that there's some great cities and regions in the United States and there's a good case to be made for many of them why people should move there, why companies should should start up and and uh, and grow. And we've got to do a better job of amplifying mm. and elevating KC in a really competitive marketplace of amazing places to do business and to build lives and careers. Yeah. That's our competition. And you know it. I mean, awesome. Atlanta's cool, Dallas, Denver. I mean, there's a lot of coolness. I'm from Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. Oklahoma City's cool. Look yeah. at what they've done. You know, and that's a lot different from when I was a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so leadership has been really intentional uh, in places to, we got to gotta make our, our product more attractive mm. to young people, to, to people my age, whatever, because people want a livable place. Yeah. And to our benefit, I think, places on either coast and even, I mean, Austin's super cool. If you, if you haven't been to Austin in a while, man, super it is hard crowded, to get it's super crowded. Yep, yep. You know, Nashville's got a lot of great buzz, cool place. You know, they got 25 tower cranes up. But you know what? The infrastructure there is challenged and mm. people moving around. Look at Denver. Mm. And I think that's the real opportunity for us not to turn Kansas City into a place like that. But when you think about mm. uh, we're sitting in an amazing old building. Mm. You said it was built in like 1860s. Yeah. Yeah. It's got great bones, right? Yep. This building has great bones. Kansas City as a region has great bones, has great infrastructure, and we have room to to grow, um, to grow, in, you know, in, with density. And there's great intentional things being done in our urban core, um, but then out in the burbs too, mm. because what we can do is we can provide somebody choice. Not everybody wants to live downtown. Yeah. Not everybody wants to live, you know, out in in the in the burbs. Mm -hmm. Some people want to have five acres and, and horses. Yep. They want to live in a you know small town. We have all of that really within 45 minutes of downtown. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, there's not a lot of places in the country that can do that. You're either, you got to be urban or you've got to be suburban and take advantage of the assets in, in the urban core. You know, it's, it's really, you got to make a plan. You got to pack a lunch, you know, to say, okay, <laughs> this is what, uh, Hey honey, totally. we're going to do this today. We're going to go in this. And we, we have, we have it so well here because we can be out. I can be out in Johnson County and say to my wife or my kids, Hey, let's go in and, and um, go in the crossroads or let's go have dinner down here. There's a new place up in Liberty on the square. Mm -hmm. and we jump in the car and go. And you're there. You yeah. Try to do that. And, and I'll let you fill in the blank. A lot of places <laughs> lot of on eBay, cities. you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. That's what we have here. And, and we don't want to let, ever lose that. But the, the, the fact of the matter is we've got to grow faster. We haven't grown as fast as some of our peer markets. In terms of population? Population. Revenue, like, population. Any uh, yeah. anyway, we've, got to, we've got to grow faster and mm. smarter. Mm. And people say, okay, what are you doing about that? I think it's being out in the marketplace. It's elevating and amplifying, you know, the, the messaging about KC. Um, that's what's cool about this KC Heartland campaign that we rolled out uh, a couple of weeks ago with the, um, the KC Heart. So, you know, the KC Heart. Oh, yeah. Has Charlie oh, Hustle, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, what, uh, what Chase and, and Greg and their team have allowed basically is to use that, that heart, that KC Heart, as our platform, our, our messaging platform. And which is brilliant and so good on all the levels, like from Chase, it, like it's, it's generous and it is, it is beyond generous, smart, it, it's, it's smart. Like, it's smart. He's a smart guy. Greg's smart. Their team's super smart. Um, but when we approached Chase this summer after going through and Justin, we, we said a year ago at our annual meeting in front of 1700 people, we said, we're going to, we think it's time that we have a, create a regional brand, whatever mm -hmm. that is. We have no mm -hmm. preconceived notions of what that is, mm -hmm. but we're going to go listen. And over the course of really the first oh, six months after November, so through about April, May, we met with 40 different groups across town. Uh, we listened to over a thousand people. And I'm talking about groups that are not 
just we think okay there's another business group or another chamber group I mean, we got in we listened to international students at metropolitan community college we went up to park university we went all you know through all through the community every corner listening you know what's what do they believe kansas city is what what's our value mm. proposition mm. and we did a survey uh, 1500 quote average americans unquote whoever they are <laughs> but they're way outside of kansas city mm. and they have no idea really what kc is we asked them what do you think mm. and um, what we got back was you know <clears throat> there wasn't a negative connotation or perception of kc it's just like yeah yeah okay i'm sure it's cute. a nice place yeah, it's just another midwestern city whatever mm-hmm. and um so that was our, our basis. You can contrast that with maybe, and I love Detroit. I was just there on business not so long ago. But when you say Detroit to some people, there's a fierce pride and there's a love for Detroit. Totally. Other people go, oh, man, I don't want to, you know. So totally. it's either or, and there's a lot of places that are in either or. Mm-hmm. Kansas City was, hey, you know, it's pretty open. It's probably pretty nice. It's pretty nice. <laughs> you know, the people are, I'm sure, pretty nice. But, you know, it's in the... You know what is it? Is, is, that, that, is you know, that right? Is that right by Des Moines? Yeah, right. You know, get, like, you know, else was like, oh, that's kind of like then, by Des Moines, right? It's like and, Des Moines, um, <laughs> right? Know? And then you know, you hear, okay, it's it's probably flat. And there's not a lot going on there, and there's no you know arts or culture. And what we what we what we did with with Chase is we had this this Casey Hart that just kept jumping up. I mean, I've been in many airports in the literally in the beating, it, literally beating, it, beating, man. Yeah. And it and vibrant, and you'll see people at the at Hartsfeld Jackson in Atlanta, and walking through the, the concourse at the terminal there, and they're not wearing or they they may be wearing Chiefs or, or Royals gear or sporting or what have you, but heading to the to the Kansas City gate, and they've got these T-shirts and caps with the heart. It has nothing to do with any sort of sports team, and people are just wearing that out of pride for their their region and their city. And we, it struck us and said, hey, I wonder if the guys at, at uh, Charlie Hustle would be open to something like this. I didn't know Chase. Met him once or twice. Knew of him. Knew he was really successful. So we, we, last summer, we asked for a meeting. And uh, we sat down with him and his CEO. Did you go to their Greg, office? Went to their office. So cool. He sat down. The East Crossroads so cool. so cool. And, and there, I guess I should say, there was, I had given a presentation about a year earlier to a pretty big group over at KU Health okay. System. And a lady, a doctor, that was in the crowd, there's probably 150 people there, heard my presentation, and I have a slide as some lockups of, of Charlie Hustle and how they've used the heart, the KC and the heart. Yeah. And she sent me a pretty cool email afterwards and said, hey, I, I appreciate what you said, and you know we're really into helping Kansas City, and I mentioned this to my husband, who was a CFO, hmm. a guy named Mark. And so we had that, had this email, and we approached Chase and Greg this summer and said, could we sit down with you? And literally, we sat at a table like this in his conference room. Chase comes in, said, hey, this is what we want to do. And he looks at us and says, where have you guys been? I've been waiting on you. That's awesome. I've been waiting on somebody to, to do this because we want this heart, this KC heart, to be much bigger than what we can do on T-shirts. We just need it to be in the right hands. And, so cool. and I, I work with some amazing people, uh, some really talented people that cover up for a lot of my flaws, Justin, you know, <laughs> too, you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta surround yourself with some <laughs> good too. people. And, you know, my the previous CEO, the guy that hired me, you know, Bob Marcus, great mentor, great man. He built a great organization. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm with these people and they're the talent, man. They're the ones, they're the storytellers. Mm-hmm. And Chase and Greg said, we think that we can do this with you. So then that led us to our annual meeting, which was a week or two weeks ago tomorrow. So we in front of 1,700 people with Chase up on stage. And then we had the, and now you're into all the sports, you know, the, some of the, the, the historical links to the KC Hart go back to oh. little pens, you know, with the, the, the trains used to use them, you know, on the, on the plaza. There were signposts with little yeah. hearts. And then you look at uh, the Monarchs. The 42 Monarch team, the championship team, huh. had that patch, the, the KC Hart on the sleeve. That. So there were, yeah, awesome. all these inspirations for what we, what we have today. And we had Bob Kendrick, who's one of the coolest oh, dudes man. ever, right? So cool. He was up on stage with, uh, with Chase and I, and we said to the, basically to the community, this is what we are proposing. This is what we heard you say. Uh, this, this mark, this logo 
is working hard. It's been working hard for seven or eight years. You know, he sold oh. Charlie over a million shirts. That's awesome. A million shirts. That's There's an Instagram page or Facebook where you, you know, Charlie travels. Um, so you, you go and you, people are taking pictures of themselves and yep, Machu Rick. Picchu or in yep. Paris, you know, with mountains the climb mountains or whatever. Yep. Yep. And so we, we thought this is, this is really it. And to be able to go to the community and say, you know what, we're going to take something that's already been accepted by us because for any brand to work for anybody, for it to be believable, the people who are out selling it yeah. have to believe in it. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, and I'm proud of this for our organization and for our community and region, that organizations like mine, when they take on something like that, they say, we got to go create something new. We've got to go out and create a new brand. We've got to have a new tagline, something that's fresh. And, and there's some, some organizational ego with that. And I'm proud of the fact that we looked at this and said, you know what? Let's take what's out already there is. that's already there, yes. that's already is, yes. as you say, yeah. and we'll see if if uh, Chase and the team are cool with that. And the cool thing, and they get, man, they get all the credit because he could have just said, ah, nah, we're, we're good with we're this, or, deal, or we're going to yeah. do our deal, or it's going to cost you this. He said, hey, as long as you're using it for you know, to promote the region, you know, there's no licensing fee. Now, if there's somebody wants to sure, buy create something, you know, buy you know, buy t-shirt you know, to them, or if somebody wants to create something with that mark, they got to go through a process, and there's a you know residual that would go to them. But that's on the merchandise resale for profit. Mm-hmm. But if you know, if you wanted to use the heart on your logo, you know, Justin, you could do it. Uh, I just saw today. Uh, Andy Rieger, you know, you probably know Andy yeah, Rieger. Yeah. He's awesome, you know, that entrepreneur. Insane, oh, incredible. Insane. And he's got a pretty, pretty cool lockup with, with Charlie Hustle. And I had on my desk this morning when I got to the office early, a couple of cases of his, of his whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and it, they've already incorporated that Casey Hart. Smart. And anything on the back with a little, you know. Story about it. Homage yeah. to, to uh, Charlie Hustle. So that's, that's it. That's, um. That's what it's all about. And that's the one thing that I love most about Kansas City is that we are authentic. Mm-hmm. We know who we are. And sometimes maybe we've got a chip on our shoulder. Sure. You know, because we got to work harder. You know, with a state line, when it comes to collaboration, we've got to collaborate harder. We've got to be more intentional. If I was in the middle, if I work, and a good friend of mine runs an organization like KCADC in Columbus, Ohio, Amazing place, you know, Ohio State University, the state capital. Yep. There's not a state line within 150 miles yeah. of Columbus, it's right? It's all Columbus. Right, it's all Columbus, you know, <laughs> right. it's all there. And there's a lot of advantage to that. But when we you look at what we are doing, uh, we have to be more intentional about collaborating. Because it would be real easy to, to get into silos. And obviously, there's always going to be silos uh, when you have political boundaries. I don't care yep. if there's state line. Yep. It's just a darker you know, lying on the map, yep. you know, but there's still political boundaries we have to be more intentional. Um, it's certainly not perfect. And, uh, but this is who we are. Nobody's ever going to take that state line away. Uh, they're never, nobody's ever going to move Kansas city to the coast. We're always going to be in the heartland and embrace who we are and go out and, and take advantage of that. Mm. And I think it really came to pass with this USDA, uh, success that we had earlier this, this year. 136 markets, Justin, across the country expressed an interest in attracting these two headquarters. And this is the creme de la creme. right? Because like t- not everybody knows. Yeah, right. 600 jobs. So it's the Economic Research Services and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. These are the, really the crown jewels of the USDA headquartered in Washington, D.C. Now, there were a lot of political blowback and drama and all of that. That was not our deal. The deal was this, they're going to move these 136 markets across the country expressed interest. Raise their hand. And Raise their hand. Yep. We're in. Yep. They went to 60. They went to final three. The final three markets, obviously Kansas City, Raleigh-Durham with the Research Triangle, and Indianapolis. Two really terrific totally. places, right? And they wanted it. I mean, because you're talking about 600 jobs at 120 k per and these are not recession, you know, these are recession-proof jobs. They're government jobs. Yeah. So when the economy goes up, you know, they're going to be there. Economy goes down, they're going to be there. And um, I'm very proud of how the region came together. And one of the things I always look back in my career, 
is that in our presentation room that day that we made the pitch to USDA's leadership, we had both Governor Kelly and Governor Parson there. And they were they were terrific. And their That's teams awesome. Are, are awesome. But they basically said to USDA leadership, hey, we want you in our respective states, but if you can't be here, we'd love you to be across the line. Mm. And you're in our region. Mm. And because there's going to be a lot of people there. They're, they're going to go downtown, in, yeah. yep. right? They're gonna, their office is going to be downtown. That was announced uh, last week. Mm. But there are a lot of people that are going to be living in Kansas. Absolutely. And again, they don't know where the lines are. We're all part of one region. Yeah. That's why I always talk about the region. I love that, man. What a, like, a, um, you know, you know me, like the presentation, the meeting is like to be in the room that, that you can't ever like, like you can go, uh, right. I'm not a professional athlete. Like didn't, didn't have those genes, but to be in a room of decision makers presenting something like that, like that, that is big time energy for me. Love that. Yeah. I'm fascinated. Who like, when you're doing that pitch, like who's in that room? What does that look like? Well, um, for that pitch, um, we had great representation from both sides of the state line. And that's what's that's the power of it. Because when people come to our office at Union Station and we represent the region, when they come in our presentation room, our pitch room. And we, what is, is the room? It, What's the room look like? Oh, uh, it's it's cool. We've got um, you know, it seats about thirty. Okay. It overlooks uh, Liberty Memorial. Oh, cool. uh, it's 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 one of the, the greatest scenes that you could you could have rep- to represent mm-hmm. Kansas City, and it's it's cool. It's contemporary. A lot of glass in, in in there. It's fresh, and when people come in there, we tell them said this is neutral ground. This is, I mean, when you think about Union Station. World War One Museum. World right War there. One Museum. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but the, the, the renovation of Union Station was done with tax money from all the, the, you know, the five core counties. Interesting. In both Missouri and Kansas, you know, back in the late 90s. So it is truly, you know, we are, I don't mm. care where something ends up in the region as long as it's Kansas City and not obviously Indianapolis or Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah. And our in our and our partners know that. Mm-hmm. And the only you know, in any business with your customer or with your colleagues, it's about trust. And our communities and our in the private sector who supports us and we have great support, they know that we are we're honest brokers for the region. And sometimes, you know, you gotta have hard conversations or I gotta hear hard things from our partners. But because of, I believe, the, the effort that has been put into the relationship, the way we handle our business, uh, transparent, above board, we're gonna, I'm going to tell this state or that state, hey, this is the situation. We're going to let the market decide where something mm-hmm. goes. We're not market makers. Uh, we're, we're honest brokers. But we're only as good as the last interaction that we have. And there's mm-hmm. nothing guaranteed. There's no mandate that Liberty... Clay County or Overland Park or Kansas City, Missouri support KCADC in the region. There's no mandate for that. It truly is, we use this a lot, a coalition of the willing. And it is a coalition of the willing. We've been around for 43 years, and I'm very proud of the fact that our organization has been named the number one most effective, the number one regional economic development corporation in the country. Two, three-year periods running. Who decides that? Our customers do. Uh, consultants who advise companies. And again, we're, we've got a talented group of people. I'm very fortunate to be among them and to have an opportunity to, to go to go to work with them and, and again, talk about this amazing place. That's so good, man. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And I'm like, wait, I live here. Like, I'm already here, but I'm in. But, but, uh, you were I, asking about the room and the pitch. Yeah. I don't know how, yeah. It's, you know, I, just, I, I think I, I, and, and that specific room is fascinating. I'd love to actually see it. Yeah, anytime, um, man. Come um, what's what's I, what I'm also intrigued by is like, hey, how do you like get a hold of a lead? Like, what's that look like? Like some big company in Seattle or a big company in like the USDA thing? Like, is it an RFP? Like, again, such a probably a stupid question. But, no, no. It's a, um, just how a, do you get? How, how does it hit Tim Cowden's radar? Or like, boom, this company is looking for office space big relocation or whatever it is. Our, our business is, and like a lot of businesses, this is going to sound pretty trite. It's relational. Mm. And with KCADC and with what we do, the, the people who are out evaluating where, you know, the next 
location should be for a company or, or a group or, or what have you. They're, they're location consultants. Okay. So they're primarily... Is that a good gig? It's, it can't. I, I yeah. wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. I tell you, these, these, these people are, are very good at what they do. But you, you know, you've worked in the, you know, pro sports. Yeah. yeah. The egos are pretty big. Yeah. So sure. you've worked with a lot of agents, right? Yep. Okay. These these location consultants are like agents. Gotcha. Okay. So that sums it up, Enough right? Said. <laughs> and I've yep. got I've got a lot of good friends that are agents, uh, that are consultants. Um, but it's a different deal. Yeah. It's a different yeah. deal, and yeah. they are they're hired by companies that are looking to expand or relocate. Hmm. So having relationships with these consultants, places, Kansas city and position. So they go, okay. So we're going to, this will, I think drop after this announcement is made, but we're going to be announcing a project or a mm. company that's from the West coast. That's mm. going to put about 400 jobs here. Whoa. And it came through 400? 400 jobs. What does that mean economically? Like, well, I mean, the salaries of these jobs are, are about 80 K. And uh, so you think about 400 people that are making $80,000, um, you know, the homes, uh, you know, the, the rent, the food, you know, the car, you know, all the That's things awesome. that you would think, yeah. you know, they're just, it adds to the vibrancy and people that are here that maybe are making 40 K and it gives them a chance to Don't double their salary, double, you yeah. know, and, yeah. you know, and, you know, better their career. And that's what it's all about. Mm. You let the market decide, but the, the consultant, is a gentleman that we worked with for a number of years out of Phoenix. He's excellent. He's mm. a good friend. Mm. And I know that when he has opportunities, because of the way we've performed here and what he knows about Kansas City, mm. he's gonna if if it makes at all any sense, he's gonna throw Kansas City in the mix. Yeah. And that's all we want because if we can get somebody here, Justin, get him to Union Station, bro. If we can get him here, <laughs> right. then our chances because Kansas City shows so well. But totally. you got to get them here, and uh, Kansas City today, as a region, is a much different place than it was ten years ago, fifteen years ago, or in 1998. Again, it's always been an awesome place. Always had people have had a lot of pride, cool things going on. But I don't think there's anybody that would dispute that what's going on in our region today. I mean, where we sit in Liberty, this is so cool, right? And what in Parkville? I can go on and on. Look North at Lenexa. Kansas City? North Are K you kidding me? I was at the. I, I took my daughter, who's at Mizzou. Yeah. She came home a couple weeks ago, and we and we went out to um, the Iron District. Yeah. In in North K. I mean, it's awesome. You know what they're doing, Lenexa City Center. I was there yesterday morning for a breakfast. It gets every time I go. There's something new there. Downtown OP, Lee Summit. You in downtown Lee, Lee Summit? Insane. And they uh, and the mayor there, Mayor Baird, has got some really cool plans that. He's going to unveil for what's going on there, new development. Cool. But that's what, you know, people might hear this and go, okay, he's just development, development. You know, that's, that's my, that's my drug, man. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's what, that's, I, I, I make yep. no you yep. know, allowances. That's who I am, yep. you know, and there's, um, there's a lot of different, I understand uh, considerations and, you know, things that got to go into a decision. And, you know, it's, it's easy for me sometimes to, to be asked and okay, we need to do this because mm. I know ultimately it's got to be the city, uh, the city leadership, uh, wherever it might be within our region, the state that's got to sign the, the check. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. It's our, it's our it's it's really our our job to provide opportunity, mm. and then let, again let the market decide what's going to happen. It's so good, and and, and it that point ties back to I think the Charlie Hustle conversation we were having earlier is. People from Lee Summit love Lee Summit. They love downtown Lee right. Summit. They love the bars. They love the little coffee shop. Like, super proud of Lee Summit. But when they go on vacation to Destin or whatever, they don't say they're from Lee Summit. They say, we're from KC. Yeah, and from they KC. wear the KC shirt. That's Same right. story here. It's like, yeah, we're, we live in Liberty, but, like, we're from KC. Right. Or we live in Parkville or we live in Lenexa or Shawnee or whatever. Um, I think that's. I think it's it's super fascinating. I, you've been in, in Incredibly generous with your time, and I could do this all day. I know you can't, because <laughs> so, you're super busy, dude. Um, tell me, like 1998, you rolled in to KC in kind of the ghost town days. We're, we sit here in like virtually 2020, close to 2020. Um, Lord willing, all of us are still doing cool stuff here in, in 10 more years. Like, what's the future for KC? I, I've just taken some notes. Like, you, you're talking about development and got to grow faster, and and. I think from from the inside, I think you just have a really neat perspective because 
from the inside, it feels like Casey is growing crazy fast. It feels like, right. oh my gosh, there's all this cool stuff mm-hmm. happening and downtown and power and light and all this, you know, all the development in these little cities or suburbs. Um, but like, where, how does it have to grow and where does it have to grow? And what's your vision for, <clears throat> excuse me, 2030, for example, like right. where's Kansas city headed? Well, I, I, th- I think we're on a, on a great trajectory. Mm. Uh, I love what we're doing with messaging and it's not what we are doing, you know, as an organization per se, it's how the region is messaging itself. Mm. Again, We've got 2.3, 2.4 million people in our region, and they love this place. Mm. I mean, Kansas City is beloved. And those those folks are going to be out, and they're doing it. They've already been doing it. They're marketing. They're selling. They're each, you know, in a, in a way, ambassadors for KC. And that's not the way it is in a lot of places. You know, that there's, sure, people are proud of Chicago or, you know, where I'm from. You know, they love Oklahoma City. It hasn't always been the case. And I'm not going to say the cities, you can figure out yeah. where they are, that people aren't very proud of them. So KC's on a great trajectory, but we've got to take advantage of this place in time. You know, this is not the time to stop. This is not the time to pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, yeah, look at all great this is going on here, there. You know, we're, we're there because we're not, because we don't operate in a vacuum. Again, there are a lot of great places in our country to do business and to build a life and to build a career. I mean, it's a lot of things that are going on with workforce development, a lot of things that are, that are going on to, you know, position different parts of our community to, to be more inclusive, you know, and all of that, it, it's all good. I, I think that, that Casey in, in 10 years, everything uh, starts and stops with leadership and our regional leadership our leadership in Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas, and you, you fill in the blank. You know, you've not, dude, they are doing some great things in Topeka. Oh, totally. I mean, if, if you, I mean, they have done terrific things in, in Topeka. They're part of, of the region. I mean, when I say Kansas City, it's they're Topeka, too. It's, they're, they, and they are great investors and partners of, of um, KCADC. Lawrence, you know, same thing. They've been longtime investors. So it's everybody making sure that we, that we're pulling on the rope in the same direction. But I, I think the next 10 years is going to be an amazing time. I, I, amazing gets used too much in my vernacular. <laughs> but, it, I mean, think about, the, think about the airport, the new terminal that's going to open up in 2023. Okay, that's been the first and last impression, that existing terminal terminals for the last, you know, umpteen years. And I understand how convenient, convenient it is. I get all that. Um, but we're going to have a new, you know, front and, you know, the front porch, and, front porch and beta <laughs> and, but it's going to, it's going to change yep. and that's going to help us a Big lot. It, I, I hear that's probably the, has been the biggest negative people come in from outside of Kansas city that don't live here say, Hey man, what's up with your airport? What are you getting? And I say, well, we're, we're getting that change. You know, it's, we're going to have a, we're going to have the, the, the most uh, efficient, it's going to be the best airport ter- airport terminal in the country, in the world, when it opens up. Can't wait. And, you know, you got the NFL draft coming here. You know, you've got all these cool things that are happening. So people are figuring out what KC's all about. And that's, you know, people say, well, you know, we're a little bit behind here and there. The old adage, when's the best time to plant a tree? Yeah, it would have been like 30, 50 years, years ago, ago, 20 years, or, or today. Yeah. And that's what we're doing, man. We're planting trees today. Man, I love that. That gives me chills. I love that because, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, we're we're gonna wrap up here, I promise, because I know you got to get back to your to your real job. Um, I, I would I would love just before we do that though, one quick story, um, and, and and I'm just I'm curious because a guy like you, super busy, lots of lots of people pulling at your shirt to try to get some time or some advice or some this and that. Um, Two guys in this office, me and and Gary Odell, who you know. Yep. Gary's, uh, he was the brainchild behind this little co-working space. We're, we're awesome today. place, Yeah, too. so good. Um, but I told him this morning you were coming, and I was like, man, I just, um, we were traveling last night, and I'm way behind. I didn't prep. I feel bad. And he's like, oh, man, Tim's, Tim's the best. Like, he's the best <laughs> guy. And I said, oh, yeah, like, tell me, a t- they tell me your Tim connection. I'll get to the point here. I'm long, being long-winded, but... He said, man, when I was first getting started in the commercial real estate business, um, 
Tim, I, I, I can't even remember the story, but he got hired by this small firm, and basically this guy gave him a homework project to, like, hey, go sit down with Tim and have this conversation about, um, and again, I don't even remember. But he was like, here I was, like, this punk kid, like, trying to figure it out, and Tim owed me nothing, wasn't my boss, wasn't directly tied, and Tim opened me in to his office and spent over an hour, like, talking to me about this homework project for my boss about city development and real estate as something to do. With I, I remember. Oh, you I do. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have a similar story. When I left the chiefs to start guild content, one of my first reach outs was like, man, I, I, I kind of want Tim to tell me I'm not stupid and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and again, got on your calendar, right. but, but it wasn't ever this, like there was no resistance. There was this kind of openness, which I think embodies Kansas city also. Um, but a couple knuckleheads like us that were trying to nah, man, take your so wisdom and get something from you in a selfish way, and you're like, "Dude, come on, yeah, of course." Like, how? Like, how do you do that? Well, I um, I appreciate you saying that, and um, I guess it goes back to um, at the at the uh, outset of our conversation, we talked about being a kid and, and mm-hmm. wanting to do this. So I remember this, and it's it was, I hadn't thought about it for a long time since you just brought this up. But it, uh, I think it's appropriate. It was, um, I think I was 16 years old, and I w- <laughs> had sent a letter down to um, the guy who would have been the senior VP of the Oklahoma City Chamber, the economic development guy for the chamber. This was in 1980 or 81, 81, I think. And uh, I sent him a letter because I would read these these business, like the, the business journal, you know, and or the Ingrams. And... Um, I had heard that Ford Motor Company was evaluating different markets for a new auto plant. So I sent him a letter and said, hey, are you guys on this? Are you all looking? As a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. That's I was weird. Awesome. I, I didn't have many dates. So um, Our 15-year-old can't get off Snapchat. <laughs> well, I know. I, just, I tell you, man. It's, so I, I didn't have much of a social life. <laughs> so um, I, I sent this letter. And you know what? That guy could have just blown me off. He could have just not even responded, but I, he sent me a letter and he, it was two or three paragraphs and I have it framed in my office. So the next time you're in my office and I have it right behind my desk, right by my phone, because oftentimes I'll get, you know, calls from people, this, that, and the other. And I remember how he took the time for me. And that was a real extreme, you know, somebody just like a a punk kid Mm -hmm. calling. I look at, at you guys you, you know, young Turks that are coming up, you know, the, the, the men and women who are going to be leading, you know, be leading our community. And I, I know this sounds a maybe puffy, you know, it's not anybody that thinks enough of me to ask me for any advice. I will do my best mm. to, to do what I can. It may not be very good advice, but I'll always give the time. And I remember when I started my career, there were a few people who didn't have to give me any time at all in Wichita Falls. I remember, I remember this one lady, uh, I was at a, one of the first meetings. It was like there were 20 people and they were all in their forties or fifties and a lot of gray hair. And here I was this, you know, punk kid, 22 years old. And this woman, um, looked at me and across the table and she goes, well, what are you going to bring to this conversation? Like, wow. Whoa. And, uh, so there you have that extreme. And then I remember the people who would take the time and sit down with me and treat me like a professional and an equal, even though they didn't have to, and maybe they didn't believe it, but I've always believed that if somebody was, is going to ask me for the time that I'm going to do all I can and look at, look at Gary now, so, what he's doing like you. Uh, and it's smart on my part because these young people, and I get a lot of these young, young folks, particularly in real estate that will do that. I always give them the time because they're going to be running these businesses. Awesome. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be doing, they're going to be bringing these deals. And it's smart on my part, but I, um, I always remembered the guy with the Oklahoma City Chamber cool. uh, when he didn't have to and then and the others that uh, through the years. Dude, That's I, had, why. I had no idea that that story was going to lead to you saying that you have a letter behind your desk. Like that, uh, that literally gives yeah, me, it literally yeah, makes I, me I, and Because there are, and not, not with, you know, folks that are here, but, you know, I'll get calls. And as soon as in any business, as soon as you become cynical or you think that you have all the answers or i don't need to listen to somebody then you're done Mm. 
And, um, and believe me, there are some days when I get some phone calls and I go, oh my, you know, I know the answer to this or this isn't going to work or what have you. And I've got that letter and I'm sitting there in my office and I'm looking and I go, you know what, that guy back in 1981, he, he didn't have to take me seriously and not to do it, but I've, you know, I'm in a pretty good spot right now. And he took me seriously and he respected me. And that's what it's ultimately all about, I guess, is people want to be respected. Man, I love it. I love it. You couldn't have uh, ended this any better. So I'm really thankful, man. You, you um, in all sincerity, like really, really, really gracious um, and generous. Man. Well, Justin, so thank you. And that. I congrats so on all I'm, your success. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. So we, we end every show, and you probably have, because I wasn't prepared. <laughs> you haven't even <laughs> seen these. Um, we end every show with five simple layup questions. Okay. First response. Layups, okay. Yeah, well, the last one's actually not a layup. It's my wife's question, which okay. she usually asks, but I was so unprepared that she had another meeting today. Um, <laughs> so love you, Brooke. Sorry about that. Um, so first, first response, easy questions. What what is the last book you read or uh, listened to? Uh, last book I read. And you know, I, I don't read a, a lot of books. I read a lot of newspapers. Interesting. I just, I love books but I really can't get into the books because it just takes too much time. And I'm not really into the, you know, listening to books on tape or, you know, the pipe. Yeah. I'm not yet. And I should, but I read every day. I read the New York times, the post. I, I love the LA times. I obviously read the star wall street journal. Those are my go-to. So by the time I do all of that, I'm kind of read out. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. I get it. Um, we, we talk a lot about pushing through fear. Um, so if, if there was one thing you could do right now, if you weren't afraid, what would you do? If I weren't afraid, oh man, um, I would. Um, I'd really, I'd really think about what I want to do when I retire someday. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm getting up. I, I have a birthday coming. <laughs> I'm in my mid fifties, and uh, the more I, I think about, you know, you think about mortality and yeah. and you know what's what's next. And I love what I do. But I, whenever that time comes, and I hope it's not for a long time, um, I want to put as much energy into that because, you know, my family sacrificed a lot for what I do. Mm. They, they do, you know, my wife does, I don't get home. I'm not playing the, you know, the wine in here, but a lot of people deal with this and I just want to, that next, whatever that next is, I want to be able to put as much energy into that as I have in my career. Man, dude, well said. Um, is there anything that if people knew about you, they would be like, man, that's kind of weird. Like, do you bite your fingernails? Do you do weird stuff? Do you like, is there anything um, you know, I'm, that's um, crazy or weird? I don't know, you know, the, the weirdness, but I think I'm a, an extroverted introvert mm. uh, in the sense that, you know, people say, oh, you know, you're, you know, a lot of people and you are always doing, and, and I, and I do, I'm a lot like my grandmother, you know, passed away a year ago. She was really dear to me, oh, almost sorry. 99. Wow. Um, but she was, she was, I mean, everybody knew her and, and, and she loved people and I love people. Mm-hmm. But when I go, when I go home, you know, particularly on the weekends, I, do, I don't like to have to deal with, you, you unplug know, it. I, I, I it unplug it and it's hard sometimes, you know, for even my kids and my my wife because my wife might want to go out with a bunch of her friends or you know a couple i really just you know kind of not going on you know just kind of and not anything against any, any of that it's just like man i'm i'm really done so yeah. and and so i i do like to have my my place and my time so i'll um i love going and and hitting the gym and just sitting on the bike and that's where i read that's where i think you do that in the morning I do. It, it, it mixes. Yeah. Um, there'll be periods where I'll go early in the morning. Um, mo- mainly now I go in the evenings. Yeah. So I get up there on seven o'clock Great. and uh, do it for an hour. But that's my. You have to blow up. I, I know that's weird. You know, but, yeah, totally. but people, you know, I you get my. I guess the, the weird thing is, uh, I don't care if it's the middle of July or the middle of January when I go up to the gym. I'm wearing like a hoodie awesome. and I get, and people I'm sure are looking at me going, I could this guy because they got all their, you know, their cool little stuff <laughs> and I'm in my old nasty old hoodie, you know? And, and so that's it. Uh, well, you have, you do get a break from the, from the suit every once in a while, man. <laughs> yeah. you, you always look, look the part for sure. All right. Two last ones. Um, besides KC, of course, what is your favorite place on earth? Favorite place on earth is, um, well, it's hard to say one, um, but the, my favorite city in the world next to Kansas City is New Orleans. Really? I love New Orleans. Mm. When when I was 
young, that's really where I wanted to, to go. I, did, I love the history there. And that's what's cool about KC is that you know, places like Dallas, they don't, I don't, they, they does nothing for me mm. because they're very, to me, they're surf, they're superficial. Very plastic. And plastic. Yeah. New Orleans is real. And uh, I there's love a soul. The, there. uh, there's a yeah. soul of, like yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. Um, I love the food, you know, and, and um, obviously I love Oklahoma. I'll always be a Sooner, you know, and, and, and all of that. But, and having been in Utah, I mean, I look back at Utah. I love the mountains. I love the, the high desert. And so those are probably, you know, awesome. without a doubt, my favorite places. Awesome. All right, man. Last one. This one's the heavy hitter. When it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for? I just want to be remembered for somebody who truly uh, gave their all, who who showed up every day, who um, was was honest and uh, was a team player. Um, you know, there's a lot that can get done if nobody's really worried about the credit. And I don't care where I am, uh, you know, where the organization is, as long as we can contribute. I could care less, honestly, and people say, oh, that's BS. I really don't care. It's genuine. It's you just, can feel it, man. It's yeah. just like, hey, man, let's just get this done, um, and and move on, and that's what I that's what I want. I love it, Tim. So grateful, man. Justin, thank man, you. thank you. This was great. Cool. You got a gift. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks, Tim.